0: Life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi everybody, I'm BJ Foster and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. hey everybody welcome to the first recap of this year just realized we have entered into a brand new year so happy new year and it's always great to have you on board so let's jump right in thank you so much rona for your testimony on last week you know what's i i get such a thrill out of what god allows me to do you know it's just amazing that I get to sit and talk with people and listen to your stories and and hear how the hand of God is at work in your life. Um, I love that when I first approach someone and ask if they would share their testimony, I get a couple of different various uh, responses. You get those that are like gung-ho, I can't wait, yes, yes. And then you get those who say, I have nothing to share, I don't know what I'm going to say. And it's so funny because it's usually those <laughs> in which the gems come falling out. It just pours out of us because the fact that we don't know what exactly we have to share shows that it's not us that has done anything in our own lives. There's nothing for us to brag about. There's nothing for us to, uh, to, to take the credit for. It's just the hand of God at work. And Rona's testimony was one of those. She was hesitant, she was, I'm not so sure. I said, you know what, everyone has a testimony. We can't live life and not have a testimony. The question is, are we aware of what the testimony is? So I just wanna say thank you, Rona, for stepping into your own fears and, and, and saying yes. To something that I'm sure the core of who you are wanted to say no to. Um, That is the beginning of allowing God to use us, is saying no when we need to be saying no, and saying yes when we need to say yes. Here I am, God. I'm an empty vessel. Do with me what you will. Anyway, BJ tangent. (laughs) Love it. Anyhow, uh, I'm just so excited. Uh, in this new year, to watch God be God. I'm fascinated as we go through our COVID and Omicron and Delta and everything else that we're going through. I'm always amazed that we seem to still think we are in control of things. <laughs> I, I sometimes wonder if God is just looking at us shaking his head going, people, people. When are you going to release and put up the white flag and just let this thing go but that's all right I guess that's us that's our human nature. but you know what I love it thank you guys for commenting thank you for those who tapped in and, and, and left your your comments along the way and each one actually each one usually when I have I read the comments you know I'll get a splattering of this or that based on what someone has said. But on this one, each one commented on the exact same thing, which was when she mentioned that she had made God her assistant. And <laughs> that resonated with me as well. I mean, to a point I, I I went, let me look up the word. You know how we know the meaning of words, but you don't really, we use them so often that we're not, it doesn't share the same impact. So I went and I looked up the word. I went, okay, she's saying, I made God my assistant. And I knew in saying that, that was not the right way for us to be. But yet I agree with her. We make God our assistant. So I went and I looked it up, you know, and it was, it, 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 the definition says, it's a person who ranks below a senior person or another person. And I was like, whoa. That is what we have done. So many of us, unwittingly, sometimes not even thinking about it, in our relationship with God, we have made God our assistant instead of us being His. That means that He ranks below me. And as I was reading it and praying about it and saying it out loud... It just, ooh, you know, it just makes you feel like, oh, that's not good. I hope that when we search our own hearts and we look at our own lives and we see something like that, as I did this week, I hope it ruffles our feathers a little bit. I hope that we can see that. As, as the saying go, the world has been turned upside down. And we as Christians, we're not immune to that. So we constantly have to search ourselves as David did in the Psalms. Search me, see if there's anything offensive in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. I think we often need to stop and look at ourselves and go, God, Have I turned some things upside down? Have I made you the assistant in various areas of my life and I'm not even aware of it? How often do we go to God in prayer, asking, petitioning, and then we are frustrated because God did not deliver. That's the response of an assistant. I think about the role of a servant. If I go to a restaurant and I order something and they bring me the wrong dish, or they bring me a dish and, oh, it's not hot anymore, what do I do? I get frustrated. I send it back. I expect them to do something about it. I mean, if you hear that, you go, am I treating God that way? It it, it should shake us to the core. Because I believe, honestly, if we just pause and stop, you'll find areas. I've been trying to just search my heart. God, where have I turned things upside down? Where have BJ decided this is what needs to happen. And God, you just need to get on board in helping me make that happen. It's hard to say. I mean, it's just it feels terrible coming out of my mouth, but I do believe that's how terrible it is. It's an entitlement that we naturally have as people. We naturally have, I think as Americans, I think we naturally have it as Christians. Am I feeling an entitlement towards God? Expecting Him to do things, say things, rescue me from things. Because I don't like it. I'm not happy with it. You know, it, it was so... As you go through the holidays, whether you go through Thanksgiving, then you go through Christmas, and it's a great time of giving thanks, obviously. And I recall saying, God, just put it on my heart, God, thank you for all the things that you said no to. All those things that BJ was crying out for, BJ was insisting upon. And you said no. Because you knew what was best for me. As the servant, as the king in the appearance of a servant, he serves me, but he also directs me, stops me in my tracks, says no to the things in which he needs to say no to, He's in the process of cleaning up all the damage. I know that's something that Rona has spoken about as well. He's veering us, trying to veer us in another direction. But along the way, he has to clean up all the damage and destruction that we have done on our journey. In that time of insisting that we know what's best for ourselves. I love when she says, you know, I just got tired I was building my own kingdom and then I just got tired and I wonder if you're tired yet I reached the point of exhaustion you guys know a bit of my story I just reached the point of exhaustion I was tired God I'm tired of fighting against you God, I'm tired of trying to be what everybody else wants me to be. God, I'm tired of the facade. It's a lot of work, (laughs) you know, holding up a facade. It's, I, I got tired. And I wonder if we're tired yet. As a country, I wonder if we're tired yet. I don't think so. We say we are, we go, oh, I'm so tired of this, but I don't know about that. It's like someone saying, I'm tired of fighting with my child, but yet we keep fighting with our child. If that tiredness doesn't bring about change, then you're not tired enough. That means you're not ready to surrender. She said, I finally just put up the white flag I said, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm done. And in doing so, and I loved her emphasis on this, God was able to take me to my promised land. The emphasis being on my promised land. Our promised lands are different. The land that God has promised BJ can look very, very different from the land that he has promised for you. Are we even aware of what our promised land is? Sometimes I think not. I've lost sight of mine. <laughs> it's so easy to just lose sight, you know. You're you're just going about life, trying to work, trying to do the God thing. And you're like, God, where where, where are we going now? I I forgot where I was going. (laughs) I love the fact that life is slowed down. I I, I intentionally pressed the pause button and slowed life down because I needed to be able to hear God. I don't know about you, but if I'm so busy, if I'm always uh, scraping and scrambling, I'm trying to get to the promised land miss God in the midst of that scraping and scrambling and I wonder if so many of us have missed God you know we're talking about this is just a series my husband and I are going through right now so many of us live in commitment to God and not in devotion to God I'm committed to be here so I'm here I'm committed to reading my Bible, so I'm reading my Bible. I'm committed to sharing with other people, so I'm sharing. There's a big difference between being committed to something. And commitment is good. It's not a bad thing. (laughs) But if that commitment does not come out of a devotion, a love, a heart, then it's empty actions. Even if, and hear me out, They're godly actions. Godly as in these are things that God's people do. I think the greatest threat to us as Christians, guys, is we have to be on guard of becoming Christian Pharisees. You know, we don't talk about it often in terms of ourselves, We read about them in Scripture, and we're like, oh, yeah, those Pharisees. But I wonder, are we the modern-day Pharisees? Have we turned the table on God? Have we taken Scripture, things that are righteous, but we've wrapped it in commitment so much that you can't, God can't breathe through it. What if God changes directions in your life, but you're so tangled up and wrapped up in the direction you were going that you refuse to make the change? That makes us nothing but religious Pharisees. Talking the talk. Walking our walk. But not walking God's walk. It's an interdependence with God. I think we, I think Ron and I touched upon that. We have to stop going from one extreme to the other. We go from totally independent. And then we go totally dependent. And God is saying, I need you interdependent. Walk with me. Work with me. If I make a U-turn, make a U-turn with me. And as Rona mentioned, trust me. Do we truly trust God? You know, we finally came to, I always use their testimony and I just pick something out of it, whatever leaps out at me as the title for the testimony. And the title, obviously, that leapt out was trust God. And at first we went, oh, that's just too simple. BJ, you got to come up with something <laughs> better than that. <laughs> but even that, think about it. What's better than simply trust God? It is a lesson we will be learning for the rest of our lives. It is a lesson that, honestly, we never, ever, 100%, Gain control over. So it is a lesson, therefore, that is never old or stale. We all need to learn to trust God. I'm trying to learn to trust God with my family, my kids. We're in a different stage of life now. When I speak with my daughter, we pray together weekly. She's a grown woman now. And sometimes she makes decisions that I'm not so thrilled about, but I have to trust God. I have to trust God with my son who struggles with some mental, you know, he, he struggles with depression and, and it can, it can frustrate me. I think I shared that in a testimony a while back. It can frustrate me because I don't understand it, but I have to trust God. Ministry be confusing. I don't always understand where things are going and why people respond the way they respond or why they don't respond. Trust God. I don't agree with every decision that my husband makes, but I choose to trust God. There are things going on in my life right now I have no clue what's happening. I told my husband, I said, babe, I feel like I'm in school. I'm I'm learning everything that I'm doing. I've never done before. (laughs) So I feel like I'm in school. I'm learning how to write a book. I'm learning how to do a podcast. I'm learning all these things. So I feel like I'm in school all over again. So all I can do, trust God. I figure, guys, this is how it works. And I love this passage. It's always held held me stable. Whatever door God opens, no man can shut. And whatever door he shuts, no man can open. If I believe that to be true, it allows me in every area of my life to trust God. If I'm trying to do something and it's just not working, I can say, Okay, God is saying, No, that's not the door to walk through, BJ. And then, if I'm going in another direction and the doors, the doors are just falling open, I can go, Hmm, I guess that's the direction God is pointing me in. I think we are exhausted playing God in our own lives. Are you tired enough, though, to throw up the, the white flag? Or are you still battling? Are you still duking it out? We are in a brand new year. What if this year we're just all trying to trust God just a little bit more? Nothing fancy. I don't have any rhyming, you know, rhyming words for 2022. What if we just try to trust God just a little bit more and see what happens? See if it leads us to a heart devotion and not just a commitment. What did it say in Matthew 15? These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. I don't want that to be us. I don't want to spend all of this time serving God just to find out it was nothing but lip service. The only way you're going to know, however, is if you get honest with yourself. Search me, O oh Lord. See what's inside of me. Show it to me. And lead me in the way Everlasting. Guys, I love you. I welcome you into 2022. God is good. He's been here. He got here before us. He has gone ahead of us. He's opened doors. He's laid down the the, the pavement on which he wants us to walk. Our job is to open up our eyes and see him along the way. We can do this. Love you guys. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everyone. Thank you, as always, for being with me on this journey. I want to say thank you to my guest who shared an incredible testimony. And we know that next week we're going to have a whole new guest sitting in the chair, sharing the incredible hand of God in their lives. Be on the lookout, guys, for all of the different things that are going down in life right now. I have a new book, Rebound, Staging a Spiritual Comeback, as well as my children's book series, which is God, God, What Do You See? All the proceeds for that is going to go to benefit Autism Speak, so please support the cause. You are incredible. Thank you again for being with me. Dave Graham, go ahead and play us out, my brother.